there's something tickling my nose right now. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> also, wait, side note, my friend listened to the podcast, the one with our, what's an unconscious life hack? <laughs> yeah. Um, and she did that when she, it was an inopportune time to like sneeze and she did that and then she didn't They went away? Yeah. The podcast truly changes lives. I don't and know what to that, tell you. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm Joanna. And I'm Scott. That's what it is. And our guest this week is Jenny Liu Zhang, who is the founder of Plot Twisters and Education Technology Studio. Um, kind of my dream job. And the way that I know Jenny is that I reached out to her on LinkedIn over the summer, and then I actually um, was working at Plot Twisters for a while. So she's a mm-hmm. friend of the pod. Jenny is a friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. And Everyone's it was a friend really, of the pod. Yeah, listener, you, you're a friend of the pod. <laughs> It would be cool if you weren't our friends in real life, actually. That'd be really fun. Like, if you were truly a friend of, like, podcast Scott and Joanna and not IRL Scott and Joanna. I thought we already established that we only exist in this space. (laughs) We don't have physical bodies. We're actually just voices. Anyways, Plot Twisters is trying to, like introduce self-reflection and knowledge management and all these things to children in like a fun narrative way. So through mm-hmm. like online games, digital tools, all these super dope things. And also Plot Twisters is like a const- constantly evolving thing. Um, but yeah, Jenny is the best. She is someone that I really like speaking to, which is why I'm glad we got to like pick her brain for the pod. Mm-hmm. She's um, super intellectual. And so you know, this is a, this is a, she's a very deep thinker. Um, so like, mm-hmm. I don't know, brew yourself a cup of tea or. Yeah. Get ready to do a little walk. thinking yourself, yeah. you know? Yeah. This one's, uh, um, I don't want to say heavy, but like, it's definitely. I think it'll just make you think. And that's like the goal, you know, yeah. it's just listening on our conversation and maybe, um, do a little pondering yourself. Mm-hmm. Some sneak peeks of the episode, which I think is kind of fun for an intro. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about friendships. We're going to talk about, um, not being tests, athletic astrology. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of fun because if you listen to our Eli episode, which you should, if you haven't yet pause and go back and listen to that episode, <laughs> but it's fun. Cause we talked to somebody, we talked, we talk about astrology again, but from a very different perspective. Yeah. So settle in. It's a good one. See you in the outro, suckers. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Let's hop into it. Joanna chose violence. Welcome, Welcome to Edamame. Welcome to Edamame. Hosted, hosted by, by Joanna, Joanna and Scott. Scott. Welcome to Edamame, a new podcast hosted by Joanna and Scott. Joanna. Scott. Edamame. Yeah, so welcome to the podcast. Jenny Liu Zhang is an artist, entrepreneur, writer, and she calls herself student of the universe, which is a description that I very much enjoy. Like, I want to adopt it for myself. Um, and she's currently working on Plot Twisters, which is an ed tech studio building a digital world and tools to help kids self-reflect. Um, I also know Jenny because I was hanging out at Plot Twisters for a couple months, and I would love to return very soon. But... Is there anything that I missed out <laughs> from that no, introduction? No, that's awesome. That's, no, that's, I'm flattered. Um, I think it's funny that you caught the student of the universe tagline. Yeah. But um, Plot Twisters would love to have you back too. Um, wow, this is just a reunion for <laughs> for us. <laughs> um, this is a very casual kind of conversational podcast. So feel free to like bounce back questions to us. Um, I think like, I feel like we're gonna have a really interesting conversation and I'm like excited to like bring together these pieces of my of my universe because um, random tidbits about Scott is that he's like, he really documents things almost obsessively and <laughs> recently finished scanning like thousands of childhood photos. And I oh feel like God. I'm getting like off track here, but the point is it's very, it's a free flowing conversation and we'll just kind of chat about life and things that we think about life. And 
with that <laughs> <That's> very cool <laughs> yeah i think I was like I where's was... this transitioning to i was like this is really yeah, sorry that was really long <laughs> that was my that was like my preamble to the icebreaker but it was just too long <laughs> okay the first question that we will all kind of answer is what is something or things that you've been wanting to learn can be anything i can start because i asked the question um i have been First thing is yesterday, I really wanted to learn how to crochet. I almost went to um, a store to buy like crochet hooks and like yarn and stuff. Um, and then for some reason, I just didn't do it. But I like looked at the store and everything. Um, but the other thing um, that I've been like wanting to do for a long time is like learn more Chinese. I have like a weird like complex with it because I like did learn Chinese. Like I went to Chinese school for like eight years or something, um, like a really long time. But I didn't really learn it all that well um because like in my house we don't actually speak it that much even though my parents are like first generation immigrants like my brother doesn't know Chinese um and so then we only spoke English in my house so I didn't actually like practice it that much on a day-to-day -day basis and then for my Chinese school homework my mom would like help me too much like she like helped <laughs> me like cheat almost so like <laughs> so I didn't really I didn't really like retain all that much but yeah, I think it's just like, I want to be able to communicate with my family better. It like makes me really stressed as of now, just to communicate with like my grandparents or like my relatives over Zoom, just because there's too much of like language anxiety around it. So mm -hmm. that was a really long winded answer, but Chinese. I resonate with that. I'm also yeah. really trying to, well, not really, if I were really trying to learn Chinese, you know, I'd be studying it every day, but I mm -hmm. have been wanting also to um, get better at Mandarin. Um, pretty much for the last couple of years, like I have textbooks, I like look at them slash carry them around with me once in a while. Um, and while I was living in Renton, um, I was spending like a couple of days a week, basically hanging out with my grandma and she doesn't speak English. So mm -hmm. it was definitely like good practice, but I definitely needed to work on my grammar. It would have been really helpful if I actually knew how to like read and write. Um, something I do right now is like, when I talk to my grandma through WeChat, I like Google Translate. What I, I like write my sentences into Google Translate and I translate mm -hmm. it and send it. And I just wish one day I'll be able to um, have the Chinese keyboard and just like write messages without having to um, go through and translate. So yeah. Um, my answer was just going to be like I, I didn't have an answer until you were talking about like crocheting, and then I was like, oh yes, like I really want to learn how to sew because I want to make my own clothes. And I feel like I've been like saving fabrics for a really long time. Um, and I've also like saved a lot of old clothes that I don't really fit anymore, but I still feel like I want to like repurpose into new clothes. So it's like kind of like a special thing where you, oh, this like shirt I used to like wear a lot in middle school. How cool would it be to like cut off a portion of that and put it into like a jacket or something? And then what was my other one? My other one was like also creative. Like I want to learn how to paint. Um, Cause my grandma's a really good painter. And I don't know, I just really want to learn how to do oil painting. But yeah. Great That's answers awesome. all around. Uh, maybe you can like explain some of the inspiration around like pot twisters and like, um, like why you are personally attached to it, just like what it is. Yeah, so plot twisters is, I've, you know, called it an ed tech studio, but where I'm trying to figure out like a better name for it. But the idea that we're kind of cent centering around is the idea of, personal journey building and the idea that every person is just by being alive, very important and valuable and kind of exploring their identity and their journey and their narratives as a person in many different ways. And so what we want to do is encourage people to recognize that for themselves and be self-aware of like, oh, my thoughts and feelings and actions are all like um, a part of my own identity, but also interdependent with the people around me. I guess like the focus is trying to communicate these ideas in a way that younger kids understand. Um, so we're creating right now like a digital interactive storybook. And we've been exploring different ways of trying to bring ideas of knowledge management and digital journaling and identity building um, and making that accessible and making it um, user friendly. And not only that, but interesting and fun. And a part of this kind of bigger imagination that's like as engaging to play with as, you know, a world like Harry Potter or a world like um, whatever. <laughs> but so yeah, it's an interesting community. I'm happy with it. I think that, you know, sooner or later, we're going to want to, you know, open it up more publicly and uh, 
make it clean it up so it's definitely more approachable to um, other people but that's kind of like what it is it's just a space for people who are interested in engaging in these ideas of personal journey building and doing different activities like researching um, creating content doing interviews of people um, to basically make that into a bigger movement it seems like so overwhelming. Like it's such a complex um, thing to be tackling. Um, I'm curious, like how you guys are sort of like, um, I don't know, like wading through all of the the resources that are out there and the things that you're exploring and deciding like what is useful and like what's not useful, I guess, and like what you want to. Um, yeah, I don't even know if that question makes sense, but like, it does. You're exploring like such complex, like exploring like what it takes for someone to like understand that who they are and, and like that whole journey and to like try to pull so many different like resources. It just feels like a lifetime of work, I guess. Um, yeah, 100%. And my goal is for the studio to be this sustainable thing. Like I'm not, you know, going to be running this for the rest of my life. Like mm -hmm. I want it to be a sort of thing that updates every year. People are leaning in and leaning out like it's okay if people leave for a few months it's okay if people leave for a few years they can come back contribute articles that they find are interesting or other ideas that they've run into so I think that's like one thing it's like this really like low commitment um community where it's supposed to feel joyful and fun there's no, nothing about it should feel like I guess dissatisfying <laughs> like mm -hmm. if we start to have meetings that are like oh like I don't want to be in this meeting like we know something is wrong because that's just not where our passion is. And that's just not where, um, yeah, our creative intuition is. We want to be doing things where like we feel focused, we feel like really intrigued and interested and like we're getting closer to something that's like meaningful. Um, mm -hmm. And so as far as like discerning content that we wade through, like there's going to be research um, and philosophy and different ideologies and frameworks that like are important, but when I come into new content, it's important for me to just reflect on like, is this something like I find personally meaningful? Like, I feel like this is something that I would resonate with if I encountered it in some other form as a child or like, um, it's about kind of accepting new pieces of information and saying like, yes, like this is a valid piece of information. How does it fit into my frameworks or how does it like expand how I think about um, myself and um, my own methods. That was kind of an abstract answer. I don't know if that was helpful, but I guess the two points are like, um, one, it's like this low commitment thing and we're only really choosing to do things that we're excited about mm -hmm. <laughs> and doing research, reading things that like engage us. And two, I think that like, we discern it kind of in this independent way, like understanding like, is this useful for us? Is this useful for me? That was quite a long answer. <laughs> No, it's interesting. It's interesting to like hear how like organic, I guess, everything sounds like it's all like, it's very like exploratory. And I feel like I was trying to like unlearn my the lens I was looking through it was like, oh, like, okay, like what, um, what is the like sort of like end product look like? Or what does the sort of like results be like, like, you know, like, is there like a pressure to like, what does this product even like look like? But then I was like, oh, no, like, they're just having like a good time, like exploring all the things. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you were talking about your grandma earlier and I was curious, uh, I was like reading through your website and I, I saw that like you spent a lot of time with your grandma and I was wondering what your favorite thing about your grandma is. Um, she is so chill. I don't really know how, like uh, I'll go over and we just like make wontons together and like we don't really speak, but we watch TV in Chinese together and we just like hang out. And I think she just has been through like a long life and um is a very like resilient, like positive person. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a favorite story she's told you about her life? A lot of them are like pretty heavy stories. I just know that she's been through like hard things and like big things, big changes. Um, she like moved here from China, um, like maybe like 10 years back. And she was like living in Washington, a few cities away and like, it was like the first time she was like in America for this long and like she was making community and I think she had a lot of like really fun adventures there she like joined a dance community like a Chinese dancing community um and became like one of their star performers and performed in like the Chinatown parades and all these like local performances which is cool um as like a 70 something but um 
I don't know. She loves to dance and she is just like a fit person given her age, which is, I think, really impressive. <laughs> I also have very fit grandparents. Um, I, aspire. I aspire. Yeah, arguably more fit than I am myself because they actively will take the time to exercise each day, <laughs> which is important. And my grandma also, when like my um, my grandparents on my mom's side um, lived in my house growing up, like kind of like six months in the States, six months back in China, like coming back and forth. Um, and then when they were here, my grandma started doing, like she started like teaching a Tai Chi class in the park. Like she was a trailblazer, you know, she was like, she was just vibing in the park doing Tai Chi. And then all of a sudden this like Tai Chi community formed around her, which is cool. Um, but on the topic of dancing, I also saw on your site, because we did our research, um, that you've been practicing ballet. Um, how has that experience been for you? Um, ballet has been very fun. So I had basically done ballet for like I think 10 years of my life when I was a child. Um, and I wasn't like ever the greatest. Like I was, I was like mediocre in the class and like wasn't like super like I'm going to be a ballerina. So I'm going to practice my butt off um, for all the parts. Like I just didn't really, I wasn't that committed. But it was fun. It was good exercise, and it was like um, pretty low commitment, like once a week sort of thing. So um, I stopped when I got to high school, and um, yeah, I recently started up again because I was like, you know, like it's um, a pandemic. Like I'm not gonna go, like probably to the gym for a while. <laughs> like I could take Zoom classes for fitness and. I decided ballet would be a good one. I'm relearning like muscle memory. Like I'm revisiting all of the positions and um, yeah, different like practices and exercises. And that's been really fun. It's difficult. Like I definitely like don't have the same muscles slash like they're very weak. And so I'm struggling. It's also ballet is difficult because um, you have to like look really like graceful and put together and like, everything like your spine has to be like aligned your hips have to be square they can't move um your shoulders have to be like down your back to the point of like pain and like you have to raise your arms up and move them and like your shoulders have to be down and it kind of like hurts um but she's just like that's the point like it's supposed to hurt <laughs> um so yeah ballet is just like beautiful painful thing but it's good because i think like it helps stretch muscles and it's like even though it's like painful, I think like it's still pretty relaxing. Like I enjoy like the music um, and it just, I don't know, it makes me feel like, ah, like I'm a ballerina and like I get to practice that. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's been good. Yeah, been that's great. I have been wanting to like get back into dancing. Like I danced, I took like a year of ballet when I was like eight. And then I let the opportunity to become really good just slip away because I was like, I'm not into this tights thing. Like I hate wearing tights. And then I was like a very blessed kid going growing up. Like um, this is a, probably a common experience, but like your parents will put you in a variety of activities. And then you're like, oh, like mom, like I don't want to go to ballet class right now. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even recognize like, wow, I get to try so many different things like dance and art. Anyways, I like let dance go as like a nine-year-old and then in high school wanted to learn to dance again. Um, but I think for me, dancing was always a lot about like community. Like, I don't know how much of it was about the practice because I think the reason why I like kind of wanted to start dancing again was because I wanted to be part of the dance team at my high school, um, mm -hmm. just because I thought it was like a fun thing. And I thought it was like a, I think <laughs> such a, so many thoughts, but like what I hate about not being an athletic person is like, I didn't get to be on a sports team, you know, like I wanted to, like, I can't be on a basketball team. I can't be on a soccer team because I'm just not good at those things. So I was like looking for like a team to be a part of. And so that's how I kind of like got into dancing again. And so then um, after graduating high school, there's like no more dance team. And then in college, I didn't really pursue that. But um, yeah, I think like I was thinking about like, trying to get back into dancing similarly like oh it's pandemic time dancing is totally something you can do by yourself virtually and I was thinking about how like 
basically I bought a subscription to this all these online dance classes, but I haven't actually taken that many because they're not over Zoom. They're just like recorded videos and you like yeah. learn a combination, which is rough because like that's the kind of environment that I enjoy, but only when I'm like learning with other people. Yeah. Like I think it's been hard for me to try and like get back into the practice because I was never really a dancer who danced alone because I really like it's good for like my self-expression. It's good for like stress relief I always liked to dance because like I was on a team or like in this combination like we are all like working together to like form this piece and that's what I really loved about it all so that portion of it is just like inaccessible and that's why it's been hard for me to like get back into dancing because I just like I never was much of an individual dancer but I don't know things change like I want like I wish that was me you know like someone who really enjoyed dancing alone and like that was the thing that I did it's it's hard yeah I feel like I can't do anything that's like I don't know especially with exercise it's hard to do things by myself like I needed mm-hmm. I need like an instructor to like yell at me on zoom like you have to same Otherwise, absolutely I'm not do it. yeah I, I used to take these um yoga classes in person um and I would take these like fitness yoga classes for exercise and even though that's like absolutely a thing that you can do virtually there's so many virtual yoga classes I do not I can't do them and I think it's because a I need the pressure of the instructor being like uh, give me three more or something but also like I need the pressure of like other people in the room because sometimes it just makes me work harder like I will like push myself further but when I'm alone I'm like there's nobody to judge me if I just like stop doing these like push-ups right now and then I'll just I'm like going somewhere it's like it's like a whole event you know yeah I don't know I feel like if I'm just doing yoga with Adrian or whatever I'm like well, I yeah. can stop the video anytime. Like, yeah, I'm in control of when this I'm ends. I'm good, Chloe. Like, we're, we're done for today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so then my it's hard for me because I love those group settings to exercise. Yeah. And I'm not a good individual exerciser. So... Uh, it's a learning that's experience. That's so interesting. Yeah. I like I feel like I haven't had group exercise experience it or like my and also my relationship to dance is very different than you both cuz I just <laughs> <laughs> Scott sucks at dancing. He's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think for me it's like I consider it like a solitary thing. Like I like that I like just dance in my room by myself like no one watching, mm. you know, to music I really like and I just, you know, like I don't really care what I I just am like moving my body because I want to and it's like not you know, like, I don't know. And then like mm-hmm. with exercising, it's like, I, I enjoy just like running by myself and not mm. like just being in my own world, like, I guess, and not, I don't know. I've never tried like a exercise class. I think it's because I'm like too insecure that like, I just, I want to be doing my own thing and like not mm. having to like, feel like I have to like pace a certain way or like, I don't know. That's, that's yeah. very reasonable. Yeah. I also yeah. like enjoy exercising by myself, but I, as far as like the running thing, like I will run but I'm only running because I'm like, I need to get fit so I can like mm-hmm. play soccer. Like, otherwise I'm going to be the slowest person on this. Team. Like, that's my only motivation. <laughs> I'm doing this because I'm going to be with other people eventually. Um, yeah. And so, it, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. I struggle with seeing exercises as like solo thing, though. I should, I should try that more. I should get better. Yeah. People have like some funny things to keep them motivated while they're running because i think running is as a practice very difficult to self-motivate for so people are like oh just like imagine you're like running from zombies or something like that's like (laughs) one like mind space to be in some people oftentimes like exercise is like a vengeance thing like get your revenge body like so they'll like run (laughs) off their anger or they'll be like i'm doing this so like my ex is like gonna know like you yeah. missed out or something they're like running they're like running for a purpose like that's why running is hard for me or yeah individual <laughs> exercise is hard for me because I, I don't really feel like much of a self-motivator and then I kind of descend into like a thing where I'm like wow then like everything I do is so performative like the only way I can exercise is if I'm like nervous of all these yoga ladies like judging me if I don't like <laughs> really do my best right now or like oh I'm running to look good or something mm-hmm. but then I'm just like shouldn't think so critically of myself like you know we just all we just all have have better environments that we prefer to to grow in to exercise in but yeah that was a thread of thoughts yeah I tried running didn't work for me (laughs) you run from zombies when you run 
No, my I'm like on the like I prefer treadmill running. I'm like I don't I can't I'm not an in person. I don't like um I like being in the same space and having it be very predictable or like it's like I'm in very like in control of the speed. Like it's it's very much a numbers game for me. Like treadmill running, it's like okay, like I can see the marker on the mile count and like I want to hit this number, and so it's like that's part of the motivation. And like it's I don't know, it's like and I just like I just like playing music. Um, and like, sometimes I'll even like close my eyes and run, which I know is very dangerous, but like, I just will like be in my head and like listen to the music and just let my mind wander, I guess, as I'm like running in place. Um, and I used to, there used to be like this back room in the gym I used to go to. And I, I would love it because I would like run in the corner on the treadmill, like by myself. And I'd be like, sometimes I'd even like turn off the lights, which I think is like weird, but, um, I would like run and I would just like, I don't know. Your, your, your eyes are closed. The room's dark. You're just like running. I don't know. I, I, that's my, I like it. I don't know. Mm. That's, that's good. good. Yeah. That's like, I try that. I, I like going on walks. Mm. With the music, you know, and that's, I just, something about running specifically is like, I feel so like, I don't know, floppy and bad <laughs> at it. So, yeah. 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 It's hard. I need to find better cardio, I think. I think, like, also, like, I'm wondering, like, for me, like, if I want to be, like, more about endurance when I'm doing exercise or more mm-hmm. about just, like, speed and bursts of energy. So, I, I don't know. I think, like, I tend to be more about, like, hit workouts and like bursts of energy Mm -hmm. but I want to be more like mindful about like how long I can hold a plank or like how long I can jog for Mm. Um, because I would much rather do like sprints like for maybe 20 minutes and be done than like run for like an hour Um, same I'm that's why I'm like I'm like aspirational about running but then I'm never actually good at it because it's it's a kind of a romantic concept in my mind like oh feeling stressed I'm just gonna like run it off and like you're just alone with your thoughts and you can just go for miles and miles and I'm so impatient like I can't do it like wow, I was we're really like deep in me. the exercise and running t- conversation <laughs> <laughs> no, wait I I had a thought and I forgot it, it like left my mind because I was complaining about running <laughs> oh oh I was I had I found it was it was it a universal thing that like in the elementary school social hierarchy, the coolest kids are like the athletic ones. Is that like a is that a common experience or was that just like a product of my own mind? Yeah, I would say <laughs> like the I can only speak from my experience, of course. I feel like the popular girls were the ones who were like the most flexible or something. Oh, like you what? could split. Like you could oh, do like a That also <laughs> sounds kind of familiar. <laughs> I, it was like it was like in my elementary school kind of like it was cool to be kind of tomboy and you could really participate in the organized sports and I just for years my biggest insecurity was being super unathletic um and like oh gosh it really stayed with me I don't know when I came to terms with just like you're not super athletic and that's fine but it I was probably too old in middle school I tried mm. to um I I dedicated a year to trying to get good at basketball, which was really bizarre because I was a very small child. Anyways. I feel like that holds up though, like that kids value or like kids like see, or like, yeah, kids not having, um, you know, not really being able to like see, being able to like appreciate people for like different talents beyond just like, you know, that kid is really good in school. Like they do really well on tests. Yeah. Like that kid is really good yeah. at sports and like they're very athletic. Yeah. It's like the other hierarchy. That's like mm-hmm. just the two. Yeah. Those are the two it's things. Like, what's school. your thing? You know, like what are you like good at? Like what's your like one thing? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm good at school. I was like, I'm smart. And then <laughs> getting like a B in like AP chemistry like ruined me. I was like, who am I? Like if I'm not intelligent, like who am I? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah it's like it's like um when you like really yeah it's like I don't know I was going to go on like a um a calculus rant about like <laughs> confronting calculus and then realizing like oh like I don't maybe I don't like math like I don't like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, See, the, yeah, that was science for me. I was like, for sure, I'm going to be pre-med. And then I was like, oh, I don't really like, I don't really like this. So that sucks, but uh, it is what it is. That was so long-winded. Um, 
Jenny, how do you, how has your understanding of friendship changed over time? I wanted to talk about friendship. Oh my gosh. Just to change up gear. <laughs> Just to change the wow. topic completely. Yeah. I feel like, oh my gosh, this is a big question. <laughs> I haven't reflected on this like deeply for a while. I, I did some thinking about like, um, I was talking to my friend about like the idea of passing theories and how like basically how relationships work between people or like each person has like a passing theory of like another person based on like how they like mm-hmm. observe and interpret how this person behaves and acts. And basically like that's how we all know each other. We all know each other based on like this pattern of interactions and we can basically expect or anticipate um, different kinds of behaviors and that's how like trust is built I guess so that was an interesting framework for thinking about it and I I guess like a lot of my friendships are just like with people who have you know demonstrated like really consistent patterns to me in my life or like I feel like I can trust them and I think I hope that like for people that consider me a friend in their lives like it's probably for like a similar reason. Like I've demonstrated time and time again, like I am someone they can rely on. So I guess like that's how I've been thinking about it um, recently. And I told my friend um, that I was like, I appreciate you like unconditionally. And like, I value you as a friend. And she was saying like, like, I don't know if like our friendship is unconditional, but like you, like the condition is that like, you are you and that's why like I like you unconditionally because like that is already a high condition if that makes sense like you being you given like all of your goals as a person your values like the pattern of behavior that you've shown me um that is kind of a condition so that was like a really like I don't know exactly what I just said but such a deep unpacking of friendship (laughs) no I like totally resonate with that because I was thinking about like um my understanding of friendship as well um, as also thinking about separately, like how people think about identity. Um, Like something that I've seen a lot is that people hate being perceived sometimes. Like I'm talking about it like on TikTok. I've seen TikToks of people being like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I'm constantly being perceived at like every moment of the day. Like everybody else has this understanding of me and it might not actually be me. And that freaks them out that like they've got all of these understandings of themselves that like aren't accurate or something. Um, I was talking to a close friend also who was saying like, you know, they were like talking about it with their therapist. Like maybe their big gripe is that they're, they always get really, you know, annoyed when people don't accurately perceive them. Like, oh, um, like, let's just assign this person a fake name, um, Emily. There, When someone's like, oh, like, Emily, like, I feel like you would really like this song. Mm-hmm. And then they, they don't actually remotely feel like that's the type of song that they would like. And then they get very bothered by it. Like, why would you perceive me to have liked that song? <laughs> um, yeah. The whole point of that time back to friendship is, like, I think more recently I've been understanding it as, like, my friends are the people who like truly know me. And I think that for me, it's because I've always felt like someone who is very moldable. And so like my identity situation to situation is always a little bit different. Like I will always kind of like mold myself to get along with you in this context. And so um, I used to feel like I had so many friends because I would enjoy spending time with all these different people. Um, But then I would feel kind of empty afterwards and be like, oh, I don't know if any of these are true friends because sometimes I don't feel very like known by them. And so that's how I've kind of been thinking about friends lately, but yeah. Yeah, I think the concept of true friend is interesting because I think also like at different points in my life, I feel like there have been different people who have like really understood me, friends for a season who like I was really close to and like versus friends who like, you know, I might have gone through many patches in my life where I wasn't like, we weren't like best friends, but we are like long-term friends in that like they can pretty much predict me and like how I react Mm -hmm. to things. And like, I think that that's also like, yeah, I guess like every relationship is just different. Um. And I feel like mm-hmm. almost what the label of friend is, is just kind of like a, a choice, I guess. It's like, I choose to like continue observing patterns and like being consistent with you. Um, mm-hmm. And like the friendships, I guess that fade are like the ones where like, there's this mutual like 
maybe indifference or like distancing. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder about that, but I think that like recently I've just decided that like, like we're all just living our own lives or like trying our best to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting um, what friends are, true friends. Like, who am I really? Like, so I don't know. <laughs> That's so interesting. I've like, I've never, I've never like thought about friendship in such a like, um, I mean, I don't know if scientific is the right word, but like having that sort of like breakdown. Yeah, the thing about like pattern recognition is really interesting because I think uh, like a, fr- a friend and I were talking recently, actually, because she like listens to the podcast and she was like, it's so, it's so interesting to like hear you have conversations with other people, but like I'm not actually like in them. And then to like sort of like almost like be able to like predict knowing like what your responses are going to be like, and I just thought <laughs> that was like really interesting. Um, yeah. And that comment reminded me of that um Mm. it's interesting I think because in like Christian circles we talk a lot about like loving other people and that's where I just get I got myself confused as to like we toss around that word like love other people like a lot like I don't even know what it means to like love other people anymore um and in a Christian sense here's my conclusion you are (laughs) supposed to like love everyone And so then it just like kind of dilutes it because like, how do I treat the people closest to me differently? Uh, Because otherwise you like reserve the word love for like only the most exclusive relationships. That's my conclusion. Woo, took me a while, but I got there. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense to me. And I I think that it is something that like, if used too loosely, like it's meaningless, like it starts losing its effect. And I think that like a way that I've started thinking about love is like, love equals attention like me paying attention to something is me giving it like care and like Mm -hmm. giving my energy to it right so if I pay attention to people in my life like whether that's like like anger or hatred versus like positive happy thoughts like I still consider it kind of like love like if I'm hating on someone or being really critical it's like that's just a distorted form of love like I'm still giving it energy Mm -hmm. you know and I'm still Mm -hmm. like paying a lot of attention to it and so like why should I put all this like weird energy toward it when I could just like understand better like what my needs were and like why I felt like I needed to hate or criticize Mm -hmm. so that's like one thing I've been trying to like deconstruct for myself like why am I like I guess like when I pay attention to different people like and I feel like bad if I like feel like this relationship has gone sour it's probably because like my needs aren't being met by it and like it means like I'm expecting love I want love but it's like maybe not worth my time and to me the actual opposite of love is indifference Mm -hmm. um and to speak on the idea of like loving everyone like I think that it's like still possible to pay attention to like parts of the well-being of a lot of people like I may not love like every single person I meet but I do Mm -hmm. love like people in their like basic humanness like yeah but I agree that it's something that like you know you only have so much energy and time in a day like it makes sense mm-hmm. to kind of preserve that for like first and foremost like yourself like you need to take care and love yourself and then like be able to pay attention to the people closest to you whether that's like people that you chose or you know your family or I don't know people in proximity to you but yeah, I guess that's like one way that I've been thinking about it. Love. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm like interested to hear your thoughts on like, like finding a romantic partner. Like um, Scott has like a specific list <laughs> of asks, Ooh. which I think is that's really so interesting. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's yeah. common. Like to have a lot of things that you, you're self-aware enough to know what you need in a partner. And like, I think sometimes with friendship, it's different because you find friends more like situationally or you just kind of like find those in the people that you're around. But then when it comes to like romance, it's kind of a thing that you put yourself out for, like you're looking for this. And so it's kind of just like a different dynamic, but yeah. And then to explain the list thing, like um, (laughs) (laughs) I like keep lists for everything. And I just, um, it's something it's like, if I had the thought, like if I saw something out in the wild and I saw like a way, like a dynamic between a relationship that I sort of like resonated with me that I wanted to like jot it down. And so that's why this like list sort of exists because, you know, you know, I think you're like my, 
relationship to relationships is always changing. And so I think it's like mm-hmm. nice to sort of have this like running list of things that I've been thinking about. I don't know. Yeah, no, I resonate with that. I don't like keep a list list, but I like do have like things in my head where I'm like, I guess like when I'm looking into people, that sounds so weird. thinking about like partnerships right it's like yeah I know like I have like certain attributes and like values that I like am fixated on and it's it says much more about me than about like the person I'm seeking and I think that's like the point um right now I'm in a relationship which is really nice um and it's really cool to be able to get to know somebody and see like how um our values are different or like the ways that we were raised are different and like, mm-hmm. yeah, just kind of compare and contrast and recognize that like, Oh, like, you know, are really similar, but also um, like we're different and we're learning together, like how to bridge the things that, you know, we each, you know, expected or had like on our lists, I guess mm-hmm. in quotes um, and understand like, yeah, like what, can be bridged and what new things we can create together. And I always try to remember that like a relationship isn't bound to build. It's something that like, like mm-hmm. love is something that you foster. It's like you have to nurture mm-hmm. it and you have to be consistent with it. Just like raising a plant or something. Yeah. And in general, like how I think about relationships is like, ideally, like I am happier, calmer and at more peace when I'm with this person than when, when I'm not. Mm. a romantic relationship is still really similar to the other description that I gave of like it's just kind of passing theories like you're just getting to know somebody and like a relate like I guess a partnership or a romantic relationship where it's like that intimate is just like a commitment to keep getting to know each other Mm -hmm. and a commitment to say like if I find something in our like in your if you do something that I don't expect or if like something disrupts the pattern, like I'm committed to staying here to figure this out rather than like leaving because I, I imagine or project that there's something better out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, I think what I mean by like it's built and not found. It's something that like you create by the communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's unreasonable to have a list at all. Like I think that like I still do have that. It's like good to have a list of like, or just some, you know, idea of what your values are and like how you expect to be treated how you expect to treat somebody and like um just knowing that it's like a relationship is like where both of you are like constantly communicating and managing that list together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's like a good reminder that like um things that are you know things in life that are worth or like that are good require nurturing and like if it Mm -hmm. is something that makes you instantaneously happy it's probably like equally as fleeting so Mm -hmm. yeah I think for myself like like I view like my own like romantic relationship is just like my like best friendship and so I think it's just like I feel like we feel similarly about it like I feel like that's like the most important thing for myself in my relationship is that we're friends and like by those like by the same markers as like how I think about my own friendships. It's like, do I enjoy spending time with them? And then also like, do I feel like really known? I feel like being myself is like a very important thing for myself and like my relationships. Like, do I feel like I'm like, I can be authentic and like, I can really be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was interested in hearing um, about like your thoughts on, like we were talking earlier about like putting yourself in boxes and like what, like what those boxes are. I was thinking about a couple of things like, astrology and how that influences how people find relationships like um people are like oh i'm a taurus and um my like i would be most compatible with like a scorpio or something which is interesting and i think that like i like i have never done all my research into it and so like i don't really know all that much about it um but i think it's interesting because like in my mind my perception of it is it's like it's pretty comforting to feel like there is like a way to quantify like compatibility or like who you would get along with that I think is just interesting. Um, And also, yeah, like we're like putting ourselves in boxes because it's helpful to try and like quantify yourself and then it helps you like think about how you can start seeking more relationships based on like who you are. Mm -hmm. Anyways, long-winded question, but yeah, what do you think? (laughs) Um, I think that like, 
astrology and like lots of belief systems out there. I, it's not really, I don't know, lots of like frameworks for thinking about self, yeah. like beliefs about yourself um, are just like things that you test, right? They're like hypotheses mm-hmm. to me, like about like how a reality could play out. Mm-hmm. They're all just like tools um, yeah. for beginning conversations. And I think that's like how, I don't know, like my partner really likes like Myers-Briggs. So we spend a lot of time yeah. like, talking about like- Well, Myers-Briggs are you? I'm technically, apparently an ENFP, but I I feel like I'm much more like comfortable being alone than mm. like many ENFPs, apparently. So I don't know, <laughs> you know I'll have to retake it. Mm. I was thinking about like why we like to cling on to these. Um, for me, I wonder if it's because people like, like the feeling of not, it's comforting to know that like you're not alone in feeling the way that you are or doing the things that you do. Um, that's like one take on it. Like um, I watched a Buzzfeed video like five years ago where they read everybody the same description of like an astrology sign. They were like, oh, I, you know, like Taurus. Yeah. yeah, like Tauruses are um, really stubborn and they whatever, whatever, whatever. And every person was like, oh, yeah, that's so me. Like, this is really accurate. And then like the reveal at the end of the video is like, you were all just read the same <laughs> description. And it's all just because human nature is like this way. And so I sure think about that. I was like, oh, are all personality tests just like kind of BS? And like, if so, like, why do we like hold on to them so much? And like one hypothesis that I have is just like, I think it's nice to feel like other people experience the same emotions that you do. Um, And like, it's nice to be like, oh yeah, like I'm also an ESFP and that's why I act the way that I do. Or other people also act the way that I do. Um, And maybe that's like connecting two different things, but just to like talk about this phenomenon of like, it's comforting to know you're not alone. I've also been seeing a lot of that on TikTok. Um, So much of my observation of human life is through my For You page, but like um, people will often post these things and everyone in the comments is like, I've never had a unique thought in my life. And that's like really comforting to them. Uh, Or they have a really bizarre experience or they have like a really unique habit that they thought they were the only one who did like, oh, um, sometimes I'm just standing there and I like put my leg up. That's like not a real example, but like, oh my gosh, like I also do that. I thought it was the only one. Um, a lot of people have really traumatic, ex- not traumatic, but they were like, oh, did anybody else have like a hypersexual experience at the age, like when you were really young with like another girl and people in the comments are like, oh my gosh, this is my deepest, darkest secret. And I thought that nobody else had gone through it, but like I did too. Um, And that's something that I've been thinking about. It's just like, it's nice to know that like other people experience the same things that you do and you're not alone. You're not weird. You're not crazy. Um, That's why we like latch on to other things. Super long-winded again, but that's just how we do it on the pod. I I have thoughts. (laughs) I have thoughts. Yeah. But I want to hear what you have been thinking about too. Um, Well, I was, I was just thinking about how like the, when we were talking about astrology earlier, I think like sometimes it can be helpful to people because I think it gives them the language to like sort of think about things about their life. Like um, I was like, my friends are like really into astrology and um, we were like reading things about it. And sometimes there are very like hyper specific emotions that are written about that you you maybe like don't have the language or, you know, like it's, it's sometimes like helpful, I guess, like be given that framework to like think about like oh yes like this is very specific maybe it's not necessarily true but it's at least like a way to think about how I'm feeling um that's what I was thinking about Mm -hmm. yeah I think that that like connects with what I was reflecting on too when Joanna you were saying like the idea is like people all have like or share like similar kinds of experiences and we Mm -hmm. all just like want to feel heard like I think Mm -hmm. that there is an element to that and I think part of it's like there are like differences between people, um, but like it's like the idiosyncrasies that like make us kind of different. And it's like sometimes like the narratives that drive those idiosyncrasies are shared. If that makes sense, it's like mm-hmm. sometimes the output of the behavior might look different, but like like we all kind of seek certain things. Like we all have needs that we want satisfied, and we all have like mm-hmm. you know like desires for our social interactions and like we want to feel peaceful and comfortable and like appreciated and happy and like um and safe it's interesting because I feel like a lot of astrology and other things like 
point out, like begin to kind of suss out different um, specific patterns about people. But I think like in reality, like most people are like, like we all are different in different contexts, right? So like mm-hmm. we're going to identify different kinds of patterns about us. Like I can say I'm extroverted, but also like I can also say I'm very introverted and like both yeah. would be true. It just depends on where I am and what I'm doing. And I think because like people are like that, like we're changing every few minutes and it's like not even like <laughs> we're changing very fast and it's like, um, it's a lot to process and it's a lot to reflect on. And it's just nice to kind of hear like a fleeting, like, like gesture of a pattern saying like identify like who we are as people. Um, but it's interesting. Cause it's like, there's those. And then there's like patterns that you actually notice about yourself, which can be inspired by and informed by like astrology. Like maybe astrology made me realize like, oh, I actually am a pretty stubborn person. And I have these experiences in my life that I can point to as a pattern mm-hmm. that demonstrate as a yeah, demonstration of that pattern. And I think that that's like, that's useful. Like that's like, it's not me saying like, oh, I'm stubborn because I'm an Aquarius. It's like me saying I'm stubborn because like repeatedly in these kinds of situations, yeah. when I face these pressures, I act this way. And so that's like, I think more useful information for me personally, because like, if I know that like, I'm really sensitive when I'm talking about this topic with these people, then I'll know like the next time I talk about this topic with these people, like it's not necessarily because like I'm a Taurus moon or whatever, but it's like, (laughs) it's because like, okay, maybe I don't know why, but I do know that like for a fact that like, like this situation has happened in some form before and this is the result that has happened. Yeah. I think it like kind of boils down to for me like trying like these different frameworks like personality tests or like astrology like your desire to like learn more about them and put yourself in one of those boxes is just like you people have like naturally a desire to just like know themselves or like mm-hmm. like learn more about themselves and so like I think you're like I think what we've been saying is like right like they also just provide like an excuse to learn more about yourself like I am this and I am this and just like also the medium to like have a conversation about it like what kind of person you are which is helpful yeah Yeah, I think so many people wouldn't be as like emotionally in touch you know if there weren't tools like yeah astrology or like Myers-Briggs that were out there helping them understand these things that maybe they weren't aware of before Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I was gonna say like self-reflection can be like a very scary thing and so it's also like maybe like astrology or like the um Myers-Briggs is like a very um it's like just a nice way or like a more comforting way to sort of explore who you are that's maybe Mm -hmm. less scary than like you know something that's like potentially more abstract or I don't know it's less scary than like to learn about myself I need to go to therapy and have months of like unpacking who I am but I can take this 15 minute quiz and it'll tell me things <laughs> that I am, you know, like, uh-huh. and that'll be helpful for me to like process through why it is that I do what I do. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. I like <laughs> recently did this, like um, this color test where you like basically pick colors um, that you like and don't like in that very moment. And it and tells, tells you who tell, you are. No, it'll tell you like what <laughs> you are currently like conflicted by and like it it like gave you mm. it was like okay this is something that's currently bothering you and then it was like here's the solution to that and I actually like really enjoyed that because it was like it wasn't like here's the problem but it was also like here's potentially a solution for you if you are feeling this way it's like I don't know I thought that was like a creative mm. um way yeah that's like interesting yeah emotions yeah it's interesting because like well one it's like those tests any tests it's like created by somebody so it's like it's yeah. informed by like their interpretations of what colors mean, but no matter what color you choose and no matter what answer you get, the answer is going to be useful because it's like supporting yeah. you navigating like conflict, yeah. right? And that's like, everyone's always going through conflict. Like we're all like in yeah. one or another, like big or small. So mm. I think it's interesting the diversity of tests there are out there. Like mm-hmm. the most mainstream ones are like, oh, what personality type are you? But there's also this color one. There's like what flower you are. There's mm-hmm. like what fictional character you're most like, or like all these different things. Um, that it just feels like it feels comforting to try and like try and know yourself more. I feel like that's kind of what it just like boils down to. Where like 
try and recognize yourself in something else, like a flower or like a fictional character or like a, or like you are mm. this color. Maybe like to like round off the conversation, be interesting to chat about like um, journaling and mm -hmm. uh, reflection. Um, and I was also just like curious, or, yeah, cause like I daily journal, as Joanna knows, I like um, keep a very like, like a very like intense like I basically like intensely monitor my emotions every day like I um I have like this notion that I built out so that I can like um basically like tag emotions for every day and then rate my days and also just like keep track of the things that that happen every day screen like, time like, um right what time how many hours of sleep like uh-huh so I can like look at the patterns across my life and see like okay well like one like okay what does the screen time how does that like correlate to like the rating my rating in the day or like how does um if I felt like lucky that day like what does that mean for my mood or like if I felt um like if I felt like aimless or like if, if it was an uneventful day like I don't know it's just like interesting I think but I was just curious to learn more about kind of like how you journal and like to reflect wow that sounds so awesome like the kind of patterns that you were observing I'm sure are like so interesting um I don't have any setup that comprehensive at all for myself um like I'll, I'll journal like occasionally when I do journal it tends to be like I am confused about something or I am like anxious about something and I want to break down like what are all the moving parts like if all of these things in my life are floating and not grounded like okay just label them quickly. What are all the things that are floating? And then figuring out um, what are the patterns between them? Like what is connecting all of these things that are so overwhelming for me? Um, and usually the output of my journaling is just figuring out like, a, you know, whether it's a hazy or clear plan of action. But yeah, I wish I were more like frequent journaler. I've tried like different things. I think for a while this year I, or last year, I was like writing every day, like a hundred words just about my day. And I, I would draw or doodle, um, just like images that were kind of like sticking out to me. But so yeah, that's kind of what my habits are. They're very fickle, like not, not as um, planned out. But I'm okay with it too. I like have made my peace with it, and I feel like everyone reflects differently. So <laughs> I think it's interesting because more recently I've been journaling as. I've been journaling solely like so my future self will enjoy reading them like it, it was like I sometimes I don't like that because I wish that I was more in the moment and then I could actually stumble upon these entries at a future date and be like wow this is what I was thinking but a lot of the times I feel like I'm just trying to like capture the life that I'm living now so that I will enjoy seeing that later um, which I think happened because I did my whole first journal and then I enjoyed looking at it so much that in my second journal, I'm like, oh, I need to recreate that joy of like remembering. So it's funny, like a lot of my entries, they're very like, there's a lot of exposition. It's like, I'm sitting at the park. This is how I am right now. And like future self, like, I hope that like you feel this way about how I feel right now. And like, it's sometimes just like, this is what you like right now. And like, this is who you are right now. Just so I can like think about a, a different version of myself reading it and be like, wow, how young yeah. I was back then. <laughs> yeah. I think it's yeah. a great like thing for trying to remember parts of your life. Like I just don't remember things. So I save them for myself. And I think that that's like, it's so like fulfilling. I feel like mm -hmm. I struggle to like look back at like what I've done, but every time I do, it's always really funny to me. Like, like when I was like 18, like these were like the nouns and the verbs and the adjectives that I was like mm -hmm. worried about and using to like describe my existence in the world. And, like, <laughs> it's funny. It's, like I was worried about what, like, I don't even remember what that word means. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's like really self-aware that like, I'm just this body that's like navigating a pool of language yeah. like every day and like figuring it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was like part of the motivation for um, like me fiercely documenting like or uh, this massive scanning project that I was doing is because yeah. I want to like have this um, 
just this like archive of my life, I guess, in a really strange way. Um, like just digitally to like ha to be able to like, cause you can't recall memories or moments in your life without like the, the, the things that you need to remember those things. And so that's why mm -hmm. I was like, I, I would be so devastated if I didn't have these photos and they got lost somehow, because then I wouldn't be able to like remember these very specific things. And I feel like it's always like really interesting to like see, it's like such an instantaneous way to like to feel the growth and to like feel how your like life has changed by just like looking at something from your past, I think. Mm -hmm. I this yeah. is a side really sad thing, but my house got robbed when I was like five or something. And then they took my mom's laptop. So all almost all of my baby photos are like nowhere to be found because they were all stored in that laptop. But that made me think about what you said. Like, I think like a lot of the times I write things down or I screenshot things or whatever, just because I'm scared of forgetting them. And then I end up do like I do end up forgetting them, but it's it's like it's 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 comforting to just like have this like tiny physical fragment of it, so that like maybe one day I might stumble upon it and like remember it again. Yeah, it's so cool to collect like little artifacts from life, and I think mm -hmm. pictures, yeah, are totally like a like a very obvious, like super obvious, like I don't know, portal. Mm -hmm. Like I know a lot of friends who like their main form of self-reflection is just going through their like photos on their phone. Yeah. There's, yeah. Nothing to mm -hmm. it, but like skimming what I was doing in 2017 or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think there's also something powerful about like having videos of yourself too, because it's easier to sort of visually like see, like if you have a, for example, like I take like a lot of like vlogs um, <laughs> that don't go anywhere besides me just like vlogging things that are happening in my life. And I'll like talk to the camera, not talk to the camera, but I'll be like talking as I'm filming things. And I feel like it's, it's, it's very powerful because um, it's like, I'm, you're like experiencing yourself, experiencing something, but then, you know, like you can, it's like, it's like much more powerful for me than like looking at a photo because you're like, you're narrating, you're talking, you're like, that person is experiencing different thoughts than the person I'm like, who is mm. watching that yeah. thing. I don't know. That's what freaks me out actually is imagine or is realizing that that's me, but it doesn't feel like me. It's like me with a different brain. Like that was like a less evolved version of myself or something like my brain was just like different so it's just like freaks me out to think of it's like myself but not really the me that I am right now oh, definitely versions of me. yeah hmm. okay well we've <laughs> we've tried it for a long time past the hour that this was supposed to be um but thanks for coming on the podcast thank we you. loved having you having yeah it was really fun is there anything that you want to like plug to our listeners um if you're interested in plot sisters or just hearing more about the project please definitely um reach out our website is plotsisters.org um yeah we're having fun so yeah that's it <laughs> endorsement Yay. plot sisters endorsement i loved it it was so so much fun <laughs> Also, I, I literally, I reach out to Jenny on LinkedIn or something, something like that, or I send in an email. I don't know, but you should do that. Put yourself out there, guys. To If you're listening to this, you should LinkedIn that person that you thought was really cool. And then, you know, great things will come. Okay. And that's the pod. Woo. The pod. Good job, guys. Ooh. High fives all around. Ooh. That's, and the that's the pod. And that's the pod. <laughs> Scott, Scott. Yeah, just for context, listeners, um, this was a longer episode. Joanna and I talked to Jenny for like two hours. Um, mm -hmm. And then we. we I actually took a pee break in the middle of the episode. Oh, yeah. But that was completely just not realized. Yeah. Fun little game if you want to like listen back and figure out when. <laughs> when I left and I was peeing. <laughs> um. Yeah, this was a long episode, but it was really, it was filled with a lot of, um, a lot of good stuff. Um, I, th I think it's like interesting how we talked about astrology with Eli also, and mm -hmm. I'm excited to like continue to have episodes and talk about similar topics with people who have like completely different perspectives on things. Yeah. Um, I think one of my biggest takeaways was just that everything that's like worth meaningful in life just requires nurturing, you know, and you can't mm -hmm. expect things to come quickly. Um, I think I said it briefly on the podcast, but like things that bring you really instantaneous happiness are like equally as fleeting. And so it's just like a reminder that friendships and any relationships require nurturing. I feel like that was sort of like my takeaway from this conversation. But besides yeah. that, I really enjoyed her, her thoughts on life. I don't know what yeah. you think. I liked that point too. Like now that you mentioned it again, 
I think that's like not often how I think of my relationships as things that, you know, need care and attention and that kind of like devotion to want it to grow and flourish. So yeah, I think um, overall mm -hmm. though, I think my big thing is just like, I really admire Jenny. I really love the idea of taking on like life as a student, a student of the universe, um, mm -hmm. which is just like a really poetic way for me to think about it because I've been saying for a while, like, oh, it would be so fun if like my job forever was just to be a student and just to be learning, like minus mm -hmm. like tests or whatever. But overall, I think it's so beautiful that we just get to like constantly be learning and we just can be. I really mm -hmm. like that she's so curious. She's so creative and also just like always open to wanting to learn and grow and be new things. So I'm into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can definitely like frame your life around constantly learning and just to mm -hmm. guess, I guess, go back to like the whole nurturing thing. Um, yeah. Friendships are like a, or like relationships in general are like a, are like a choice and they mm -hmm. do require nurturing and it's like you choosing to, you know, want to put in the energy and the time to like nurture that friendship. Yeah. Wait, last thing before we wrap it up, check out plottwisters.org. And if you want to work at plot twisters, just like shoot Jenny a message. Honestly, that's how I did it. And it'll be a good time. Um, and mm -hmm. then also Jenny posts some like personal blog stuff at jenny.world and yeah, overall, I really love her attitude that we just never stop being students we never stop learning and never stop growing. And that's kind of how I want to live the rest of my life. So, yeah, I also like love the way that she runs plot twisters. Like, you yeah, know, you lean in and you lean out depending on, you know, she yeah. doesn't want to oh, ever God. be. It's like the healthiest work environment literally right. ever. Exactly. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and enjoy the rest of your week. Um, Joanna and I have some like fun episodes coming soon. Yeah. Um, and as as usual, Ooh, like, and we've got some like fun like life plans, you know, just like yeah, crossovers. Yeah. <laughs> so as usual, stay tuned with the latest edamame news um, at edamame pod on Instagram or at mm -hmm. edamame podcast on Facebook, or mm -hmm. yeah. And if you want, like, feel free to like leave us a review on on wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, actually. Because I don't yeah. think you can do it on Spotify, but you can do it on Apple Podcasts. And make sure to, like, smash those like buttons, you know? <laughs> yeah, and if there's that big little follow button that's really calling your name, why don't you just go ahead and impress that? <laughs> <laughs> hit it, hit it. That just started um, sounding really scary. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to take it one step further, like, if you want to be, like, an extra mm. big fan, like, send it My to a friend. My Venmo Joanna Shan. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, have a great day, listener. Have a great evening, night, Twilight, morning, afternoon. Wherever it is, whatever time it may be. Kisses. Bye. Oh, kisses. <laughs> Toodles. Mwah. Mwah. Love you. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>